Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mirban Iranshad. Everybody, we're live here with a great mental performance expert uh, and my friend Nathan Devere. If you don't know about Nathan, you can definitely check out my podcast with him, uh, episode 174. But we're obviously going to learn a lot about his expertise today in the mental game arena, which it was amazing how many questions, um, you know, how many answers we got to the question that we sent out uh, in my newsletter from you all. So we have a ton of questions to go through, but I'm going to talk about my experience with Nathan during a, a coaching session that honestly was really eye opening and potentially like life changing. So it's, it's, it's really exciting to have Nathan on here. Uh, just to tell you a little bit about him, he is obviously, as I mentioned, a, a mental performance expert who specializes in helping players and athletes master their mind with proven mindset strategies. He played D1 tennis at DePaul University. Don't forget that. And he is currently based in Amsterdam, Netherlands. Uh, and so he does a lot of great work. He's on IG. Um, also, we'll, we'll share his website as well. What's your exact website again, Nathan? NathanDeFear.com. Right. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, really a pleasure to have you on, Nathan. And the, the mental game is just really something that a lot of us don't really train. You know, we train the forehands, the backhands, the serves. Um, we even go to the gym, some of us, but then we don't really take the time to, you know, work on the mental side. So, I mean, wh what are your thoughts uh, on that and just generally speaking with the mental game? Yes, it's, uh, it's a topic that is becoming more popular, which uh, is great to see. And um, even uh, for beginner levels, or uh, if you look at the best players in the world, uh, it's nice to see that, uh, that more people are opening up about their challenges and um, yeah, sharing that uh, it's not always easy because um, uh, on the tennis courts, you're out there against yourself in a way as well. And um, it is a part that um, I used to struggle with a lot that started my journey to learn more about this. and. Um, it has given me a lot for myself as a tennis player, as a person, and now being able to help others with this is, uh, uh, is my passion, it's something I love to do. And um, it's interesting to see that mental training itself is also evolving. So it's interesting to see that, uh, and I'm sure we'll dive into this as well, that uh, certain yeah, like rituals and things or positive thinking may help but um yeah there are uh, more effective ways i believe uh, from experience that uh, can really make a shift and a transformation for tennis players so yes yeah yeah no great stuff nathan i want to go through just some of our, our coaching session we talked for an hour a few days ago um you really kind of you know offer that to me and we talked a lot about a lot of things i do want to bring this diagram up to the screen too i don't know if you all can see that I don't know if it's going to focus but <laughs> i'm not yeah, yeah it's focusing right now yeah. can you see it yeah i yeah, can so, uh, i hope the people online can uh, see it too <laughs> yeah yeah so it was really cool just kind of you know i had to take a photo you know just talking about how you know everyone has you know a potential and then unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of like mindsets where that's the, why it's the P minus the M, right? And, you know, different negative mindsets that kind of take away from that. And, you know, and we talked a bit about, 
you know, the goals that I want to accomplish for the future and, you know, the ideal lifestyle. So we, we, you know, we went through that and that was really fun thinking about that just gets, starts getting you excited. And then, yeah, we talked about, you know, some roadblocks. Everyone has, um, mindsets that are detracting from their true potential. You know, for me, I was just to be frank, you know, I, I love my audience. Right. But, you know, there's certain content that I wanted to create and, you know, there were some things holding me back from it. And, you know, part of that was just thinking about, you know, maybe the, the, the judgments coming from, you know, my audience as to like, oh, if they think that, oh, this content won't be any good, things like that. Uh, but Nathan helped to help me to realize that, and maybe you can explain it better, Nathan, but that, you know, th these judgments that are coming from people, like some people will have a positive judgment of you, others will have a negative judgment of you. And that doesn't, therefore, it doesn't really reflect on you and, and your, your potential and capabilities. It's more of like, it's kind of their, I guess, problem is how we kind of said it, you know? Mm. So I, I just something big to remember, you know, whenever you're trying to um, go for something is to just, just not really care, you know, what, what people think in that sense. Obviously, you know, you take feedback and whatnot, but you know, the, the observation, we separated observations from judgments. And so the observations, correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan, are more of like a factual sort of thing that, that they're doing this observing, like saying, okay, like, I think that this is X, this is Y, but versus the judgment where like, it's like, oh, like Mirabon's serve video sucks or like his serve video is awesome. And you know, those things you just say, okay, you know, it's, it's their issue, like their, their judgment, it doesn't detract from me. So that was a really insightful video or um, a session that we had. And, you know, we, we talked about, you know, even forming a different version of myself, like calling me, you know, mm -hmm. like action taker. Uh, so that was really cool too. And yeah, I know we have a lot of, a lot of questions to go through, but any, uh, any other, I don't know, thoughts on that session, uh, Nathan? Um, yeah, uh, so many things to dive into, had <laughs> so many ideas come up, but yeah, I, uh, well, first of all, I, uh, acknowledge just your openness and vulnerability here because, uh, even for myself as well, uh, I have my own challenges as well. I, even though I've, I've been doing this work for so long, helping hundreds of tennis players from all over, uh, it's a continuous process. And, um, with the picture that you shared, I love to, to, to make it really clear for people how the mind works because once you have an understanding how it works it becomes really clear and you feel more confident in your ability oh here is where i get off track for instance yeah so let's see if okay, uh focuses yeah and when you start to become more aware how your mind works and more specifically how you work how your mind is wired now it becomes yeah more simple and you can look at, at making the changes that you want um yeah i think you did um an awesome job it was uh, it was a great session and um yeah it was awesome yeah and you left me with uh, actually you sent me a summary of of you know what we talked about and like action steps and stuff so yeah yeah it was, it was really good really appreciate that but we do have a ton of questions to go through and before i actually talk about the questions i do want to say that you all should really stay uh, until the end. I highly encourage you to do that because at the end of this uh, session, which probably be like around uh, 11.50 or something like that, we will actually give away a coaching session with Nathan. So a free coaching session, which you know, I found very valuable and insightful and, and groundbreaking really. So I uh, definitely want to stick 
you know, in this, uh, you know, this fun live stream with us. So, yeah. So with that, um, you know, obviously everybody in the live chat, which is so awesome to have you here, uh, please feel free to, you know, give us any questions. And this is really cool. Uh, I got some friends here. Charles, what's up? Great to see you. Uh, Arash, play with him, uh, play tennis with him a lot. Got Byron, who I play tennis with a lot as well. We got David. So yeah, everyone say hello if you haven't yet. And I, I see, you know, some of your comments on Facebook, some on YouTube. So that's really cool. I think we're on Twitter as well. So yeah, let me go to my <clears throat> um, list of questions. We got a ton here. So let's see. The first one is from John. Uh, wait. Actually, no, let's not do that one. Um, <laughs> that was like a more of a business thing. Um, Robert, any tips that can be shared to combat choking during matches and regaining focus after an air or lost game or set? Mm, yes, that's a common, cha a common challenge. And uh, I love the questions, by the way, as well, because uh, as we saw them all come through, um, through the email. And so first of all, actually, before I dive in, um, it's important uh, to have an open mind about uh, everything I'll share. I'm not saying what I'm sharing is, is the truth, but the more we can be open about potentially being wrong about what we have learned about mental training or how we view ourselves and everything, the more we open up a space to have new insights come through. Like it's like a, a glass that is um, complete, completely full. If I'm trying to pour in more insight or, give any uh, suggestions it's 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 not going to come through and it starts with yeah just being open and and being willing to challenge yourself because i want everyone here to yeah to really get something out of this as well so going back to the question to yeah. choke you said and then yeah to come back after sorry uh what was uh yeah so any tips that can be shared to combat choking during matches and regaining focus after an error or loss gamer set sure yes so um in the beginning, it's, it's important to see where is it choking, where is it coming from? What is it that you are trying to avoid? It could be due to the fact you may want, don't want to lose. You may don't want to look silly. And yeah. just to be aware of that is key. Because when you are not aware, you don't have a choice. Your mind is running you. And the moment you are aware, now you have a choice. Now you can shift your perspective or look at the situation in a new way so you can feel better and you can play better. So one of the things I teach the tennis players also in my program is that developing the skill, because this is a skill, to become more aware and to make it practical in a match, you could use your towel, let's say, to any time when you walk to your towel or you, um, uh, you, you sit on a changeover, just to become aware, hey, what am I focused on? What am I, what am I feeling right now? And just to become aware and yeah, to make it practical, usually when you choke, the focus is more on the score, on the outside, and just to make it practical is to refocus on, on your plan. Hey, what do I want to, to do right now in this moment? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Really great question and answer there. All righty. Thank you, Robert. So let's see, Christine, and I'll put this on the screen shortly, but um, my current mental challenge in matches is keeping up my aggressiveness through an entire match. So <clears throat> she might start thinking things like, can I keep it up? Do I have the energy? 
can I keep it up in the face of my opponent's aggressiveness? And then she'll gradually think that I don't know if I can keep it up and, and things like that. I don't think I have the energy. So um, she did say it helps me to answer my own question by thinking I only have to keep it up for the next point or, and, or whatnot. But yeah, basically, what things can you do to keep up your aggressiveness during an entire match? Yes. Hmm. So one of the pitfalls that I see that I used to do as well when uh, I played in college was what, uh, what my coach was telling me is to move more and um, yeah. which kind of helped in the moment. Like, okay, you got to move more. You have to be aggressive or but what is the cost that you lack the aggressiveness? And usually it always comes back to a mental thing because, or unless you, you know, if you have showed it in practice before, it shows you can do it. So it's not that you, if that's the case, that you are not able to do it. It's okay, well, what is causing you to not be as um, uh, aggressive? This is something to, to be aware of, like what is it that you're trying to avoid? Maybe you don't wanna make mistakes and you are hard on yourself and you get into a lower uh, energy. So that is something to, to be aware of. In the moment, I would suggest to keep up the aggressiveness. Like in the moment, of course, it is important to have a game plan and to uh, remind yourself of that as well, especially when it is more challenging because then it's easy to lose your focus and, and get caught up in your mind when you make mistakes or when yeah when things are not going the way um you want awesome awesome yeah, we're just going to run through these questions but yeah i really like what you said about awareness um a few minutes ago i'm, I'm reading a book as we talked about called awareness by anthony DeMello, and um, mm. it, that's just the whole thing being aware of what's going on what's happening yeah, that, that's huge. All right. So next one from Giampiero. Sorry, I love the <laughs> accent there. Uh, managing the pre-match time, how this is kind of like a Yoda type of question here. Uh, managing time during the break time between games, how? So what, what's your, uh, yes. what your thoughts on that? Very important. Yes, very important. Yeah. There's always a combination of fundamental things, laws, I'd like to call them, just like a, a law of gravity. For instance, if I, uh, uh, if I have something that uh, I can drop here, <laughs> like if I let this drop, my headphones, they're not mm. going to fly away. They will always drop, always, right? Uh, they're broken. <laughs> they're broken. <laughs> <laughs> the same is with the mind. Like what are the fundamentals, the laws of the mind? And so, for instance, uh, in between a game, when you are observant, when you are aware, that is when uh, I'm not able to share my screen, unfortunately. Maybe for next time, oh. if uh, are we able to do that sure. or not? I think that there's a present. Isn't there a present button right there at the bottom or somewhere? Mm. Or you can send me the link if you want, but otherwise we can do it next time. Because I would love to share also what I share with you. I think mm. that would be uh, very helpful for, for everyone who's tuning in. Um, share... Or yeah. I'm you, not, I working? guess I'm not able to type or is there some type oh. of a whiteboard? Oh, whiteboard. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if you share your screen, then the white, you know, it'll share your, yeah, the screen and then you can like write stuff. So you should be able to do that. Well, but, let's just, know, uh, okay. let's just go for it and we'll see where we'll end up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll try it for next time. Um, okay, sure. So to, to continue with being aware is... Mm -hmm. 
a great skill to practice and meditation I found has been one of the most powerful ways to practice and to develop this skill because the mind loves to think, loves to worry, loves to, and before a match, if you are able to calm the mind by just practicing your attention on, let's say your breath and just observing the breath on your stomach, let's say, uh, or how it's going in and how it's going out and being able to practice that for a longer period of time. So it's a bit of a combination of a breathing method and a focus exercise before the match. But then also, so this is a, a fundamental, right? Um, as I shared, this is a, a law when the mind is calm, your potential is coming out. At the same time, you, you want to personalize it for yourself as well. Some people love to, um, yeah, love to, to move in between the changeovers. If you look at Rafa with his legs to, to keep up his intensity as well um or listen to a song you you see many people come up with a song so experiment with this but mm. the breathing method is powerful that's really good honestly can't wait to listen to this stream again it's just managing it trying to get all these questions in uh can sure, sure. just back <laughs> a bit but yeah so next question is from francis i would like to learn how to play more freely in a competitive situation especially against weaker players. So it sounds like you feel pressure um, when you're playing against, you know, players that you should beat and you're thinking, oh, I need to win. Otherwise, it'll look bad, which I did a lot actually in juniors. I always was yeah. concerned about, oh, if I lose to this person, then my friends and whoever else will think, oh, wow, why did this happen? But anyways, uh, yeah, go for it, Nathan. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is a probably like the... Um number one question I get also from tennis players. So uh, very common and uh, many players, uh, they struggle with this. So um, it's important to allow yourself and train yourself to be okay with discomfort. One of the skills that the best tennis players in the world have mastered is, uh, is to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And when you play against a weaker player, Usually there's attention or I don't want to make assumptions, but this is the case for most players. So I hope this helps uh, for other people as well. That is, I, I, you know, it's worse when you lose against a player who is lower on the rankings, the USTA or whatever league you're playing. Um, and that usually it goes along with feeling of disappointment and feeling of maybe feeling inadequate, feeling a sense of, of shame potentially. But the more you can allow yourself to go for it and to allow yourself to lose or to, you know, to, to miss a shot. And also with the knowing that like, hey, right, what's most important for you? So number one, it's about practicing the skill of going outside of your comfort zone to, to face the situations and be, be willing to give yourself the permission to potentially lose to go for it. And also with a knowing, the more you, you, you practice this, it depends on, sometimes I give an exercise actually for players, like, okay, I want you to lose on purpose. <laughs> and of course, like this is not in a, a real match usually, okay. but watch, watch what happens. It's tanking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a, a difference between when you tank or when uh, you allow yourself to lose because there's still like, you do your best, but you allow yourself to lose. And this is a subtle thing, 
Um, but through experience, you will see that like, hey, you know what? I, that you can do it. And that also by learning this, because uh, it's a skill as well, that you make more progress if that is something that you, uh, you want. Awesome. Thanks, Nathan. So this next one, you know, I, I considered not asking it just because it's like kind of similar, but, you know, mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, different enough. But Andrew uh, would love to learn how to play relax when the match gets tight. So maybe if there's any other, you know, details yeah. or anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it starts with uh, your perception as well, because when the match is getting tight, that's an idea you have about the match right now. Yannick Sinner shared the other day that about like he was talking about pressure. He's like, well, pressure, what pressure was to him was when people didn't know if they were going to get, what was it? Something along the lines of uh, getting a, a bomb on their house in the next couple of days with the wars mm. that may be going on and realizing what can help also for the previous question to put something into perspective, something that resonates with you because you cannot just fool yourself because this is a common thing I hear from, from many players. Well, you know, just don't care. Don't care about the score or just focus on the process. But it's a little intellectual. And if you don't believe it like, truly, it's not going to make a shift. Mm. So what is an idea you believe that has more importance, that is a bigger deal than the match or then when the match is getting tight, you know, whether it's a break point or whatnot, that allows you to put things into perspective that then allow you to oh, have a bit more of a relief and play more, uh, yeah, more freely and relax. Lovely. Awesome. Awesome. Let's go straight to the next one. So this is a great question as well. I remember talking about this with Jorge Capistani hmm. um, last year, but when I play tennis, I struggle to find the best energy level to play my best. Either it's too aggressive, intense, rushed, or when I try to tone it down, my coach says I'm not using any energy. So how do I find the optimal energy level? Yeah. Oh gosh. This is uh, one I... My coaches were calling me out on in, uh, in college and whatnot as well uh, so, so many times. So mm. you can focus on, on, on the physical to change your energy, but you always want to go down to the root cause. What is it that is, is causing your energy to be off? Because if you focus on a symptom level, then you will, you're going to have short-term results and to have a, a sustained level of energy or success, you always got to fix the cause. So what is it that is causing your energy to be off? What is, um, so for instance, if, um, if your main priority, for instance, is really to, to win the match, then let's say if you get up in the score and uh, now you get more tight, well, then maybe your energy gets off as well. And then you can move a little bit more in the moment, but it's about, okay, what is my goal? Or is it potentially, are you willing to give up the need to win shorter term, to play another game, to work on yourself longer term, to make more progress, where the score becomes kind of a, a bonus, a secondary thing, where it will be easier also to, to keep the focus on the process by focusing on your plan, what you want to work on with your mindsets or your tennis like skills that then will allow you to uh, have a better energy. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. Yeah. And I've, I've heard it's very individual, obviously. Um, let's see. So, and that was a great question there. So the next one, 
kind of a two-parter. So what should I mentally think in between points? A, when injured yet still able to play, <laughs> a very difficult situation. And then uh, B, when completely gassed during a match. So that's a very interesting mm, question. That's an interesting one. Um, in between points, when injured and still able to play. Well, yeah, first you have to make up your mind. Is it worth still to play? If yes, okay, then you're going to make the most out of it. If no, then of course you, you retire. But if, if it's a yes and okay, it's worth to continue to play, then uh, and this is key, by the way, to be aware of your priorities like first to make that decision and then to allow yourself to, to deal with the pain. Don't try and fight it. Whatever mm. you resist will persist. In other words, whatever mm. you don't want, you will inevitably get more of. This is another law or fundamental that what, what your mind does not want, you will get more of. So when you have decided, okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play, allow yourself to, to have the pain and then refocus, let's say, on your breath or something like that. Awesome. Love it. Love it. So ton of questions trying to speed through here. Grace asks, um, she has a few questions. I picked a couple out. So um, how do I close out a match when I head into tiebreaker? Oh, man, love that one. That's that's a good one. That's and a then, one, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not easy. And then what do I do if my doubles partner gets too emotional? So two very important, uh, different ones. Here. Sure. Mm -hmm. So to close out a match, it starts with your goal. Because if the goal is really to win, of course, like it's not about not caring. But if your main priority is winning the match, then you're going to feel more tight when you get close to the end of the score. So sure. um, prioritizing, getting really clear what's, what's most important for you. And like I said in the previous one, so, you know, like prioritizing the process or uh, yeah. working on yourself. And like I said in the previous question as well, can you be allowing of yourself? Could you give yourself the permission to potentially lose? when you are up in the score, because this is usually where it gets hard. When you yeah. are up in the score, like the reason why tennis players get more tight is because, yeah, then if you lose, it's worse compared to being down <laughs> in the score and losing. But now if you're right. up, like, like, okay, like you don't want to give it away, but that's where you have to, again, train your mind to be okay with being uncomfortable, still allow yourself to potentially lose. It doesn't mean like you're not going to try, you're still going to give it your best. But, but that's key. So number two, what if my double partners gets too emotional? Um, yeah, that's a common one as well. Um, what is it that you, uh, what if you see that as an opportunity to practice your mindset? Again, you are aware of it, which is great. And when you're aware, now you can shift your perspective about it. If he or she is getting emotional to, towards you, well, it's something also just to discuss, right? Hey, I find it challenging uh, when you get more emotional. I understand, you know, you are trying your best or maybe because like when you have the conversation about it and you come from a place of, of understanding, hey, I know you are trying. I, I want to enjoy myself and get the most out of this as well. Uh, what can I do? Or yeah, then uh, you can solve that uh, as well, not only for yourself emotionally, but maybe potentially also for the other one as well. Cool, cool. So awesome. Uh, Raffaele had a very similar question, so I'm skipping that, but just acknowledging that one, Raffaele. And then uh, Catriona asks, um, I'd like to know how to cleanly move from a feeling of frustration or anger during a match 
to focusing on the next point without the emotion bubbling away underneath? Mm, yeah, great question. So um, one of the challenges I hear from people is that they, they think they have to be more positive. But this is, it's causing many tennis players sometimes to be more negative because if you feel the frustration or the anger come up and now you think, hey, this is not good, just like a ball that I shared with you also on the session, right? If you are trying to push a ball on the water, a basketball, let's say, or then it's going to come back. And it's not about trying to be positive about it, but about learning to feel the emotion, learning to actually allow yourself to, yeah, to be uncomfortable. That's key. Awesome, Nathan. Next one here. Uh, oops, I forgot the H. But how do I bring the relaxed and focused training I'm able to do in practice to my matches? The other day I played a match where I realized that if my racket was a person, they would be choking. And so I just want to quickly say, I mean, you know, one thing that I think is that it seems like people are practicing very differently than how they play a match. And you want to like have your environments as close as possible. So, you know, that's a big one that I've, I've heard of an experience. But yeah, what else do you, do you think about this one, uh, Nathan? Yeah, it's a great one. First, to see how you can uh, to mimic situations in practice that are uh, that are similar to matches. The the other one is about well, just the name itself, right? You call it a match, or you call it a practice, and the meaning we associate to a match is a lot more important. Like we give it a lot more more weight, and in fact, you're doing the exact same thing. Uh, when I work with tennis players, I, uh, I see this often and I just don't allow them to use the word tournament or a match, but see it all as a, as a practice opportunity and to work on yourself like versus trying to get to a win, which will make you more tight and which will make you not as relaxed and not make the progress that um, you want. So hope that answers um, your question. Um, Let's see. Uh, all right. So there's a question about um, they want to learn how to feel more explosive in their legs while remaining fluid in my upper body. Uh, that's more of a physical question. I don't know if I should ask that really. Is your sound, uh, did it turn down slightly or is it me? Oh, I don't know. Do you, can you still hear me? Oh, yeah, that's better. Okay. I think maybe okay. it's just the mic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Let's see. Sorry, I'm cycling through some of these questions. So, oh yeah. So what is a best practice when you're trying to reset yourself during a match? What are some of the tactics to take after several mental errors? I'll put this on the screen in a sec. After mental errors, yeah. Hmm, good point. When, well, it's interesting because uh, what is a, a mental error? We think that being negative, I guess, or... Uh, or choking or being hard on yourself is an error. But that is also a perspective or just an idea. If you see it as an error, you don't want it. And whatever you don't want, like I shared before, you're going to get more of. One of the things I teach tennis players is that it makes you human to be a bit frustrated. It's okay to choke sometimes. The best tennis players in the world choke. Novak Djokovic works on his mindset every single day. And sometimes he loses it, right? So the more you can see it as as a part of being of being human, then it becomes easier to reset yourself. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Really good question here. How do you balance the, the risks of changing tactics and strategy during a match? So I, th yeah, I think the, you know, the individual is, you know, they're thinking like, well, maybe I should change it, but then there's a risk that if I do change it, then, uh, you know, it won't go well. So any thoughts on that? Hmm. Yeah. It's important to be really clear about your goal. If you want to win this match, because maybe it's a final and you feel like, I just, I just want to win this match. It, it could, it could be more helpful to change your strategy and to, let's say that's what I did uh, one time. I just started like to loop more balls. And I knew for the longer term, it wasn't going to help me to make more progress, but it was going to help me to win this match and I ended up winning. Uh, but that was a sacrifice I was willing to make. But other times, for instance, if, uh, if uh, developing yourself is more priority for you, then it may be worth losing the match shorter term, but having the trust and the confidence, this is that's key as well. Like having the faith, even though you don't see the results like yet, and being patient, like, hey, if I stick to my game plan, which is maybe being more aggressive and taking risks, that that's going to pay off long term. And this is where you have to be be honest with yourself uh, about that. Yeah, beautiful. Awesome. Let's see. We have a very good question. It's a couple of questions from Luna here. Do you have an example of a problem one of your clients had and how you helped this client change their mindset and the results? Also, what is important to you when working together with a client? That's a good question. Sure, I yeah, am. Yeah. So, um, yeah, many of the questions <clears throat> that have come through are many questions also, uh, yeah, from tennis players I'm working with. This is a bit of an, a different, uh, how do you say it, um, interaction, Angle? because usually okay. I don't give the answers, but I'm asking questions and I help, yeah, tennis players to find their, their answers, because that's, mm -hmm. is more powerful. And, so I've helped, uh, yeah, just tennis players to play a lot more freely, uh, a lot more confident in matches, uh, move up the rankings or the USTA. Uh, I just had a tennis player uh, who won uh, the nationals, uh, yeah, oh. in the in the fifty-five plus range, for instance. But it, it, you know, it's all kinds of levels. It's just tennis players who, you know, who are willing to work on themselves. And um, what's important, also the, the second question uh, when I work with a client is that I want to make sure that they feel completely open and comfortable. Maybe, um, let me see. I want to be mindful of time as well, because I know we're running a little bit. Um, that, uh, yeah, that, that they feel comfortable, but empowered at the same time as well. So that is key to, to make the changes. Uh, where they can share the challenges and it's not like, oh, hey, uh, this is all bad or uh, it's a, a weak thing. Not at all. Again, I have my challenges too, but then we're going to come up with an action plan uh, and we personalize it specifically for the tennis player that feels good, that they feel confident about. And uh, we track the process actually as well, something that is not being done with mental training, in my opinion. Most definitely cool. Thanks for the question, Luna. Let's go back to the email questions uh, that we got. Let's see responses. So, how to push away the self-induced pressure? I like how you say self-induced pressure. Um, that's very honest. That's very honest. Yeah, and just enjoy the game. And yeah, I mean that's that's part of it. You know, it's like you're the one who's creating these sorts of things. You know, um, these feelings. So it's it's up to you. But yeah. So what what are your thoughts on there, Nathan? On that one. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, I love the honesty, self-induced like pressure. But <laughs> yeah. 
how to push away again this is some of the um, the misconceptions sometimes and again, and again there's nothing wrong with it but just observe for yourself also with everything that i'm sharing here to see what works and what doesn't work you know after helping so many tennis players you see just what works and what doesn't and if you push away a feeling it's going to come back so learn to feel the pressure feel where it is in your body and without doing anything about it just feel if it's in your arms in your legs and just observe it and this is where meditation comes into play as well being able to hold your attention on that and when you learn that automatically you're going to enjoy yourself more when you are present in the moment awesome awesome very good very good stuff um, I've got a very nice email from Elena. I just have part of the question here, but she actually says, um, I follow your, te your Tennis Files podcast and absolutely love your choice of guests and your engagement. So boom, uh, including you, Nathan. Uh, so love that. So the question is, when I'm playing an amateur match against a pusher, I sometimes lose focus. Specifically, I get distracted by the opponent's uh, manipulative manipulative to late to, oh my god i can't speak today uh, <laughs> sorry and tried it a long night last night uh and try to stay invisible and freeze feeling unable to move or clearly decide on the next shot and trapped into a vicious cycle what immediate reality check can i do to forget about and recover from the stressful situation and feel more relaxed against the pusher yes so from what i'm observing in the question is that uh you don't like the or the word um manipulative and <laughs> that's amazing. well that's important for yourself because again whatever you don't want and whatever you like first of all right to change is to become aware and yeah. then to see okay well why is that person manipulative and a perspective this may help is that well if that person was super confident would they try to be manipulative or is it maybe coming from a sense of insecurity and Maybe they are confident, but usually when people cheat as well, right? Or when they're manipulative, it's coming from an insecurity. And that's usually the truth. And the truth will always will set you free. Like, okay, well, how does it make you feel when that person across the net is maybe a bit insecure? That could help you then to not to try and to, again, like you could refocus, right? And that is focusing on the symptom when you get frustrated or when you lose your focus. But if you go to the root cause, you won't be you won't get distracted in the first place. So good stuff. Thank you, Nathan. Um, let's see one of our last ones here <clears throat> from Charlie. Um, thanks for this great question. Um, hope you're doing well. On crucial points, I still find myself pushing for safety instead of going for my shots, and yet in practice sessions, I'm capable of hitting freely on the same shots. Uh, any thoughts? And so for more background, because this, you know, it's, I'm limited by the amount of text I can put here. But Charlie uh, from London, uh, Tottenham fan as well, uh, says that, you know, he's naturally been a counter puncher type of player, but mm -hmm. and depending on his opponents to make the mistake. But in the past year, he's been trying to work hard to become more attacking and force them into errors. So what he wants to do is like during these crucial points he wants to become that new player that he's trying to you know yeah more attacking and whatnot but then he goes back into you know the um sort of counter punching style so he wants to change yes. that so any thoughts sure mm -hmm. yeah so as i'm reading the question uh, i'm observing an interesting word again crucial mm. that's where that's where you know, right on the crucial points or on the big points that's when the mind is being triggered 
and then when you go more for a safety and you push more. So for some players, like what I shared earlier, it can be helpful to just allow yourself to miss, to to practice going for it and allow yourself to be to be comfortable with that. And then to remind yourself like afterwards as well, right? Like, hey, you know what? Um, that this is this is progress. This is this is this is um yeah, making progress by training yourself to go for it, even though it is a crucial point or a crucial point. Again, that's just a perspective, an idea to question, to think, well, is it really a crucial point? Uh, something we went into our session more deeply, like the moment you start to question, is that, is that point more valuable compared to another point in the game? Hmm, maybe something to question. And then is it still a crucial point? And if it's not a crucial point, how will that make you play? Something to sit with. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. Um, so last question here that's mental game related. I'm going to kind of put in my own words and morph it. But like, just generally speaking, like, how can you help, you know, um, avoid, you know, like emotional outbursts? So like, you know, people have trouble breaking their rackets or things yeah. like that. Mm. Yeah. What can we do for that? Yeah. Yeah. So I acknowledge you for wanting to help your friend. Um, it's a uh, yeah, uh, beautiful sign. So uh, first of all, to help someone else, they need to be open, right? All of you who have been asking questions, you are open, which is great. And you can only just ask and be the example. That is the best way to inspire or to help someone else. You can never uh, force anyone. If they are open, if like, hey, you know what? I, um, I may have some suggestions. Are you open to it? And if they are, then let them come to this episode. <laughs> but, uh, you know, learn to, to not push away emotions because when, when you, you throw a record or when you yell, it means that it's been building up. And when it's been building up, it means that you've been resisting unconsciously usually. That's why it's also so key to practice being conscious because when you learn to be conscious of your feelings and everything, then they're not going to build up. So I hope that helps. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, that's awesome. Um, thank you so much for the questions and the great answers as well. So mm -hmm. um, I do have to go play tennis pretty soon. Uh, I was going to say unfortunately, but it's also fortunate. But um, I'd love to keep going, you know, for a long time um, with Nathan. But, you know, I'm sure we'll do another session. So uh, if you want us to do another one, actually, just put in the comments. What's that word for second time? Anyway, yeah, say do it again or something. But um, I do want to also do the giveaway uh now i think that probably would be a good time so mm -hmm. the question for the giveaway and the first person that we see who answers this correctly will again win a coaching session with nathan i so guess you question, have to check on uh on the platforms as well because we're live on different yeah. platforms right mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's true yeah the, the, this will show everything like for the all the platforms but yeah i'll Perfect. double check but so the question is, let me get it back up. I know it already, but where did Nathan play college tennis? So Nathan is also a great player in addition to, you know, mental game expert. Where did Nathan play college tennis? So let's see. Let's see um, if you all can get the answer here. I wonder how many people are Googling this, <laughs> but yeah, let, let's see that. Or if they paid uh, attention. Guess okay, here we go. So we have Lindsay and Andrew DePaul university let me just double check that on youtube oh shoot i i uh, i disenabled comments on youtube to be less distracted so now i have to look on my phone <clears throat> dang it can you ch check on youtube too nathan or you don't have it up 
Uh, I don't have it up actually. Um, I only have this live stream up. Okay, no worries. Yeah, I will. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yep, yep. Yeah, Lindsay and Andrew, DePaul University. So congratulations. You're going to win a free coaching session with Nathan. And believe me, it's it's it was fantastic. So they can uh, the best way to do that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say. You can message uh, message Nathan on IG, on Instagram, excuse me. So yeah, do that. And I uh, would really appreciate you doing that. And then you can enjoy your free coaching session. Also, um, you can email me just in case for whatever reason you don't find, you know, Nathan. But, but Nathan, shout out your handle again, your IG handle. At Tennis Mindset Coach. Got it. Awesome. Very cool. Yep. Very cool. All right. All right. Since Richard is not pleased, I'm going to ask this non-related mental game question. But I don't know if you know the answer. Do you have any recommendations for a neurosurgeon in sports medicine? <laughs> oh i don't sorry okay yeah that's the problem like we don't really know unfortunately this is a mental game related stream that's why richard but okay cool and then nathan do you want to let us know like any other you know closing thoughts or like how people can get in touch with you or anything like that yeah sure yesterday um they can message me uh and find me on instagram uh at tennis mindset coach I work with tennis players uh, worldwide online, and uh, I have uh, multiple programs where I take them through it to help them, first of all, become really aware how their mind works. Like that is key if you want to change and how you are wired. Um, I'll just go through real quick. In phase two, I, um, I make it really practical for tennis players because understanding your mind is key, but you need to be able to to apply it, you know, before you step onto the courts, in between the changeovers, uh, in between the points, etc. So you have a, a mental game plan for yourself, uh, and you know what to do in every situation. And finally, uh, will help you to boost your confidence to see, like, hey, I can do this, and that this stuff, that this, it works actually. And when you have the combination of these two, you get more momentum, and uh, that's what the tennis players have seen. Uh, where, yeah, you, you start to feel more free uh, and win more, etc. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, or you can go to my website as well, nathanbefear.com. Lovely. Awesome. Awesome. So I, I do love to leave you know, everyone with an action step. So Nathan, what is one action step we can do, you know, mental performance related to sure. improve our tennis game uh, right after this session? One action step to decide for yourself what was one takeaway that you got from it that resonated with you is we've gone through a lot and when you decide you commit for yourself hey i'm going to master for instance meditation the skill of to go outside of my comfort zone to feel feelings or, or things like that right mm -hmm. then you're going to start to to see more progress and if you have any questions about it of course you know you can message us um but it starts with it, a decision, a commitment really for yourself. Hey, I'm going to do this, right? I'm not going to allow myself to, to not do it or to make up excuses or other things. And just pick one thing that resonates for you because I can share one thing, but everyone is different. Um, right. So yeah, go for that. Awesome. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, congrats to Lindsay and Andrew. 
And thank you so much, everyone who tuned in. Really uh, enjoyed it. And you know, again, just uh, you can watch, you can rewatch this anytime, as many times as you want. It's on the YouTube channel. Just go to tennisfiles.com/slash/youtube, or just the link I sent. You can go to that anytime and and re-listen, rewatch. And I'm definitely going to do that. Actually, on the way to my tennis um, practice, I'm going to listen to it. So and yeah, try to absorb that info and make it into action, action taker. Well, thank you everybody for coming on. Thank you again, Nathan, for the the great knowledge and um, hope you all have a great weekend and keep improving your tennis game. See you later. Awesome too. Thanks. All right. I really hope that you enjoyed that interview and Q&A session with Nathan. Thanks so much for coming on again, Nathan, and a lot of great pieces of advice and answers to the questions that I hope you'll be able to take with you and apply. If you did feel like you got value from this podcast, and I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review for the show, and you can do that at tennisfiles.com slash Apple Podcasts with an S at the end, or leave a review um, on the podcast app of choice that you use to listen to the show. We just find that Apple Podcasts does give a bit more of a boost to the show's visibility and whatnot. So that's, you know, a little preferred, but any platform works for me. And also want to leave you with a quote as I do at the end of every show. And this one is by Lou Holtz, a famous coach. Um, And Lou said, ability is what you're capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do. Attitude determines how well you do it. Really great quote there. And with that, really appreciate you listening. We've got a really fun and informative interview coming down the pike on Rackets and strings that you'll definitely want to tune in with uh, Jonas from Tennis Nerd. So that's going to be an exciting one. And then we've got a really fun one coming up with my good friend Peter Freeman after that. So yeah, uh, a little ahead of the game. Hence, I know what the episodes are going to be coming up. So um, yeah, stay tuned for those. And with that, I'll see you on the next episode of the podcast. This is your host, Mirabana Ranchad, signing out. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.